0: A few things have been made evident by the start of the season for the Chicago Bulls, and that is that this core group of players is still trying to figure it out. And we're gonna talk about why that is so concerning for this team to still be trying to figure it out after the third year of this team being together. We're gonna to talk about that. Plus, we're gonna preview the game tonight against the Indiana Pacers and dive into the mo bag. We're gonna to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every single social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And so, this is an episode that I did not expect to be making three games into the season, right? And talking about why the the team just does not have the balance that's needed to really, you know, excel, right? And so DeMar DeRozan saying this, this is this kind of quote that got me thinking on this. He said this, Nice we show individual ways of it working, but as a collective, we we're still working to find balance for not just us, but for the team. Now, that wouldn't tend to be extremely concerning because that is something that you do want to hear. You want to hear a team that's trying to strike balance between all members of the team. We talked about it, right? Getting the other role players involved, that was something that DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, and Nikola Vucevic have to do at a high level. But the fact of the matter is this, is that we just this team has looked like absolute dog crap to start the season. Our offense is completely and utterly stagnant. In a lot of ways, our offense looks worse than what it did at the, at the worst times in the last couple of years, it looks worse than that because we just are not able to get a shot. We can't make a simple entry pass consistently. This team is a bunch of players moving individually, not as a collective. And again, that is highlighted a little bit as well by the lack of off-ball movement from this team. But it is. It just is what it is. And while the team is getting up more three-pointers, we're not hitting them at a high clip. Heck, we're not shooting at a decent clip at all to start the season. Everything right now is a struggle for the Chicago Bulls. And the thing that a lot of teams have, right, and the thing that really stands out with the Chicago Bulls as far as it being so bad is that teams create easy buckets, right? We've seen the worst teams in the league create easy buckets by simple ball movement and just as operating as a team. The Chicago Bulls are not doing that. To start the season, keep in mind, to start the season, the Chicago Bulls are dead last in the NBA In field goal shooting percentage, dead last again in the NBA. In field goal shooting percentage, at barely being above 40%. They were 39%, but they are slightly now above that at 40%. Still, the worst in the league. The Chicago Bulls are also one of the worst teams as far as three-point shooting percentage in the NBA. Yet again, now we're we're 28th in the NBA, so we're not dead last, right? But again when your offense can't even generate easy bucket. because we don't everything that the Chicago Bulls have to get right now is made more difficult by the fact that we just aren't operating as a team and while you know that, that like I said that's hugely concerning at some point you have to start asking yourself as the the people running this team is what's going to happen right Zach Levine even saying this we've been here long enough shoot Vooch has even been traded I've been traded DeMar has been traded we understand the business uh, we care for each other, you understand what's on the other side of that. You can care for each other all day long, but you're not playing for each other. And that's the thing that that's evident with this team. And I'm not going to blame it on any one aspect because every player on this team has been guilty of something that has made this offense absolutely suck. And you got to start asking yourself this, how much longer will Arturis Karnashova and Mark Eversley watch this team struggle before realizing it's time to mix it up? Now, again, is there time to turn it around? And do I expect uh, AK to give this team time to see what they really look like for at least 15, 20 games? Yes. But I tell you what, at the end of that 15, 20 games, right, which at that point is one-fourth of your season, basically, at that point, you have to start at being ready to start finding answers to the question by making tough decisions. And while I think a complete blow-up, a complete rebuild like some fans are, are, are calling for is still not likely to happen, a retooling is probably the best thing that's gonna happen for this team. And by a retooling, I mean you gotta to try to move some of the parts that aren't working and bring in parts that are working if you're going to still try to be this team that is winning that's gonna to try to win now and also try to develop and not go full tank. Right. And again, I don't expect it going full tank rarely works, right? But some teams it does. Shout out to Victor Wimbiama down there in in San Antonio making it work, even though he just got blown out, right? But like at some point you have to make a tough decision. And if you keep trying to to tread water by not really making a big splash, then your team is just going to continue to go down. Every year that this team stays relatively the same and teams get better, you are you are netting less right? Because other teams are improving around you. And I understand the hesitation. I understand that we saw that flash of this team working for 35 games when Lonzo Ball was here. And you can try to convince yourself, we just need to get back to that. How are we just going to get back to that balance? But I tell you what, Lonzo was such a unique player. Is he a star level player? No, he has not been over his NBA career. But he was such a unique player, a mix of exactly what this team team needed as far as shooting, defense communication on the defensive side of the ball, that you're not going to find that mix probably in, in anywhere else outside of a very few players in the NBA. So what's next? That means you have to try to be willing to to mix things up. And so especially with DeMar being an expiring contract, hell, even if it means Vooch, right? Now, if it means trading Zach, I think that is uh, gears more towards a full rebuild because then you're probably just bringing in another player over 30. But, hey, you never know, right? But James Harden isn't coming to fix this team and should not. But this team should absolutely look at, 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 again, watch what happens. And if this team starts showing signs of pulling it together, cool, take this episode away, ball it up, throw it up, throw it out the window. But if it does not, which it does not seem we do, have not seen very much data that shows that this team is going to be able to meaningfully turn it around with the makeup of players that are on this team and the coach, right? So you got to be willing to do something. If you're going to bet on the roster, the coach has to change. Now, we know that that's probably not likely to pen- because his contract extension Hasn't even kicked in yet. But you have to start asking yourself, like Zach Levine is saying, Zach Levine, your max-level player, who, again, has not played like a max-level player throughout all three games, I will give him the Detroit Pistons game, even though some more casual fans are trying to take the fact that he didn't have an assist in that his players couldn't hit a goddamn shot to save their lives, right? But when Zach Levine is saying, we've been here long enough, and immediately then goes to the fact that your core three have all been traded, that is Zach Levine's way of telling you guys it's time. It may be time. And I think Vooch said it best coming into the season. This was the last run for this team. And this last run is looking like a horse that needs to be put down because it's struggling, right? And so you have to. we're going to start seeing, do we have a front office that is willing to make the tough decisions to truly improve this team? Or are we going to see a continued front office that is just treading water, hoping to get by? And that's something that you really have to ask yourself. How much longer can you keep allowing or waiting for this this three, this three core group of three players and this coach to turn it around, right? He, that must mean, may, mean also making tough decisions on some of the young players here. I get it. AK and Eversley do not want to see another young player go to a different team and develop there. But I tell you what, I, I get it. You hired your player development staff. Kudos to you on that one. But something has to change here. If this conti- again, this is all under the framework. If this continues, am I saying right now, AK should be on the phone to make all these moves three games into the season? No, he should not. But if this continues, if we continue down this path and this offense, like listen, we should be zero and three right now right? We won, especially when, when the, the the ref report came out. We we shouldn't have won that game. Now, there are some other situations where we should have been in games, but at the end of the day, this team could e- very easily be winless. And the one win that we have out of the three games that we played, we had DeMar DeRozan had to absolutely put that team on the back, and we needed a last-minute bucket from Alice Caruso to seal the win. We'll see, man. Three games in. Let's see where we are, 15, 20 games in. But you, at that point, the... The voices that are loud on what the Bulls need to do and wanting to see change may be even louder, and we'll see how A.K. and Eversley respond. Now, today we do face off against the, uh, the, not the Detroit Pistons, I don't even want to see them again, Um, against the Indiana Pacers, and so this is another team, much like with the game against Detroit, but they're better, right? They are better on paper. Now, Detroit may end up being good this season. I want to go ahead and throw that out there as well. Detroit may end up being damn good this season. We'll see. We'll see how that happens, how, how that shakes out. But we are facing a team in the Indiana Pacers that right now are the best three-point shooting team by percentage in the NBA. What has been one of the Bulls' biggest weaknesses? Defending the three-point line. The Indiana Pacers come into this game and into today being the best three-point shooting team in the NBA. Again, by percentage. I don't know if by value, I might have to look at that. But they are, take, they are hitting their three-pointers at 43% so far over the course of the season. They are also leading the NBA in three points made. Uh, per game so far on this young part of the season, what does that mean? That the Bulls are in for a long night now. Be it the Pacers have won two games; they are two and zero in those games as well. But you're you're coming against a team that has dogs, absolute dogs on this team. You look at uh, Tyrese Halliburton averaging twenty and twelve so far on the young season. Right? You look at Ben Mather now starting for this team, averaging fifteen points per game. You also got Miles Turner averaging fifteen and twelve or uh, fifteen and ten. On, 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 on this team so far, right? The, you, this team has people all up and down the roster that can absolutely fill it up when you look at their players so far. Tyrese Halliburton averaging 20. Aaron uh, Naismith averaging 16.5. Miles Turner averaging 15.5. Ben Mathern averaging 15.5. Bruce Brown aver- averaging 15.5. Jalen Smith averaging 13 points and 7 rebounds is Jalen Smith so far on this season, and he hasn't started a single game yet. That's coming off the bench for this team. And then Buddy Hill rounding it out with 12 points per game. Listen, this is not a team that you can come in here and play that lollygagging-ass defense if you want to be able to win it. This team is going to have to dig in and find a way to win against a team that has balance on both sides of the ball. They are no slouches defensively either. Are they amazing defensively? I wouldn't say that, right? but they are a team that's going to be active on you defensively and that's something that you also have to look at right so it's it's not it's not going to be easy for the bulls by any stretch of the imagination let's be clear here it's not going to be easy for the team now the indiana pacers do have their faults as well they're not a perfect team right now right they are averaging uh, as far as you know opponents uh, points per game scored uh, they're 21st. They are allowing 116 points per game over the course of those two games. Now they've been outscoring those teams because they ha- they're 2-0. But when you're coming in averaging, allowing a team 116 points per game, you can do some work. Now the Bulls aren't that far behind them. We are averaging. A- we are allowing less than 115 points per game. So what this means is that this can turn out to absolute drag out uh, uh, uh game, right? And who's able to kick it in a different? level defensively, it's probably going to be the one to take away uh, the win in this game. So we, we got we to perform better. Um, we can't keep coming in and being the team that is just playing this bad. Also, by the way, the Chicago Bulls are allowing the best field goal shooting percentage by opposing teams. Opposing teams right now against the Chicago Bulls are averaging shooting 51% from the field, 51% and almost 40% from three-point range. That is what the Chicago Bulls are allowing other teams to shoot against them right now. The defense has to stand up against this young team that is coming in trying to kill you, right? The Indiana Pacers are trying to move, make their move not only in the Central Division, but in the playoff race for the Eastern Conference this, this year with the moves that they've made. And yet another team that the Chicago Bulls were better than last year, per record, right, is another team that you now could be looking up at as being a team that's better than you. And so this is going to be a big test for the Bulls. Execution again. Can you shoot the ball more effectively? Digging in defensively. Do you play and move better uh, as a team, as a unit, right? Limit the turnovers because this is another team you do not want to allow to get easy second chance points against you. Can the Bulls do it? I mean, that remains to be seen. I'm in the point where now they got to show me. I'm not predicting. You guys know I don't predict wins and losses. I never have over the two and a half years of this show. I don't predict wins and losses. I just talk about what the Bulls can do to make a win easier. Let's see if they do that tonight against the Indiana Pacers. Now, you guys have been going off in the voicemail box, um, so we're going to have another uh, mailbag today. We don't usually do them on Mondays, but I'm sure with more games coming, more voicemails are coming. So I'm going to try to trickle these in where I can. We got five voicemails to get to them back into the show. This first one, this one's from Shea. What's
1: up, Hayes? This is Shea. You know, I left a lot of voicemails about this, but I'm seriously convinced that Kobe White does not need to be in the starting lineup. Of- now look, I'm not saying that he's a bad player and all, but look at how the team is constructed. You already have two dominant ball handlers and Zach and Demar, and Booch barely gets his touches. And yet we don't have no playmaker in that star lineup. Now I understand what you're going to say, oh, 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 well this, that, and this, or whatever. But I feel like this, this is a perfect example of why people like Ben Gordon always came off the bench with Kurt Heinrich and Derrick Rose. You need balance in the starting lineup, for example. Another example, I know I know these teams are much better than the Bulls are right now, but the Oklahoma City Thunder. Why do you think Thibaut South always started over James Harden, even though James Harden was a much more superior player? Because when you have Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, you can't have another score in there like as James Harden who Although sets his teammates up but does the exact thing just like Russell Westbrook. And when you have three players in the Star Lineup like we do, but does the exact same thing, it kind of it kind of clashes a little bit. Think about it. Look at our bench. Our bench is great defensively, but in a way struggles to score. So I think Kobe White definitely needs to come up off that bench. And even if you do put Torrey Craig in Starline up over Patrick Williams, it doesn't help because at the end of the day Corey Craig is basically the only good defender in that starting lineup. So I think that maybe you might consider putting Io back in that starting lineup, or maybe putting Alex Caruso, or maybe Javon Carter, because I feel like with their skill set, they helped DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine more times than not,
0: especially. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today.
1: With us not having that much Defense in the starting lineup. Now, look, call me stupid or whatever. I don't care, man. But I feel that this could definitely help. And then you'll see a lot more different changes. I know a lot of people are going
0: to say kosher and 190, 190 maybe. But I think this will help. Anyway, what much think. Peace. Kobe White doesn't need to be in the starting lineup. I get what you're saying as far as balance, right? Now, you did say that Ben Gordon, he came off the bench. Let's let's be clear here. Ben Gordon's last season here, he did start next to Derrick Rose, and it was one of his best seasons. Actually, Ben Gordon's two best seasons of his NBA career both came when he started. Now, again, that's neither here nor there. Just wanted to point that out. Um, I do think, like, if we had more of a facilitating point guard, I think that. But even Javon Carter hasn't looked the best. Maybe you can convince yourself to maybe start Alex Caruso with defense, and if he can shoot the ball well, Kobe can come off and really do more ball handling and have more things go through him. But at the end of the day, I don't think Billy Donovan is going to change the starters outside of maybe P. Will just because of how bad P. Will has played um, anytime soon. And and you shouldn't, right? It shouldn't be, once you bet on your starting lineup, you should give that starting lineup a few games to figure it out, right? And it will be different if it was just one player struggling. This team is struggling as a whole right now. So, you know, it may get to the point to where you do want to do something drastic with your starting lineup. And I'm not saying that that may not be needed eventually. But I don't know if he does it right now. Now, Kobe White, to his credit, you know he's he's playing a different role as he has almost every season in the last three years. He's come into a different role. Um, I've seen flashes of Kobe being kind of what we need there. But keep in mind, it's not he's not going to be Lonzo out there. He's just not right. And so you have to play differently. And one of the things that we haven't done is just spread the ball around well and and play from the inside out. So. A uh, astute point on you, uh, uh, Shay on this one. I'm not saying that I'm against it. I just don't know if, A, we have the players coming off the bench and if Billy Donovan wants to change that mix-up quite yet. But it could be down the pipeline. You never know. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Cornelius.
2: Hey, hey, sir. <laughs> man, um, it's
3: familiar, man. Um, you know, you can scrap that last uh, uh, voicemail left, you know. But, yeah, man, um, I paint the fancy will no more. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, 21
2: minutes
3: is zero one i Um, in three games, I just I just don't get it, man. I just don't get it, man. I had so much you know, so I thought that he was gonna be, you know what I'm saying, something, man. Some all star something. As you can hear man, I'm really distraught, man. Like i watched watching this goddamn game with my boy that's a Detroit fan. And uh, you know, he was just pounding, talking all his little punk ass But um I had the right to pick my motherfucking mouth and said he will better to K Cunningham. in. I am so sorry, Mr. K coming in. Um, please accept my apology. I was wrong. Um, another thing is the coaching. Just the whole team as a whole, man, it's like, was the sport books right? Was these writers right? Is we really going to win 36 and a half games? Like, I was never really on blow it up shit, but if that's the case, what the fuck is we doing this shit for? Like, I, I just don't understand it. I don't get it. And at this point, I'm done. I'm just, I'm already done. And it's, I like, I know the story. I said, we take two games in. But it looks like it's going to be the same-ass shit. It looks like it's going to be a long-ass season, y'all. A long fucking season, y'all. Again, with the same fucking bullshit. I'm just just tired, man. Just tired of it. We don't deserve this as a fan base. Um, I got one more question for you, A. What do you think if we do have a head coach? I know um, Pat said somebody, but I think a good candidate, and if I'm wrong, tell me if I'm wrong, I think a real good candidate should be Brian Shaw. So tell me what you think about that. Bring in Brian Shaw. Blow this whole fucking team up after this year. Bring in Brian Shaw and start from scratch. All right, man. Thank you for the great content again, man. Um, like again, man. I apologize, Bulls Nation. I- I'm telling y'all to be patient, nah. Fuck this. This shit was unacceptable. P will just unacceptable. Bless the C Red Nation.
0: Uh, the coaching issue. Um, yeah, coaching is clearly an issue with this team. Having this team prepared, a lack thereof preparation, is definitely something that's that's being uh, evident as well. Like we're giving up 51 percent shooting so far as a team. We're giving up to the opponents 51 percent shooting in over uh, as an average over three games. That is scary, right? There's not usually teams that are able to be that bad and that turn it completely around now. Again, it's a young part of the season. We've seen flashes of this team playing better defensively. But right now, coaching is definitely an issue. The team as a whole is an issue. The balance on the team, the working together as a team, the going through adversity, the giving up on yourself, all that is a a valid issue with this team so far this season. And it sucks. It sucks to be here. Three games into the season, where we're having so much doubts about this team, just desiring to compete and the fit of a team that's primarily been together for three years. That sucks, fam. There's no uh, other way to c- cut around that. It sucks, <sighs> man. Maybe, maybe it's a turning point tonight against a, 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 a division uh, opponent in the Indiana Pacers. Maybe let's let's have some hope for that. One. Right, let's get into the next voicemail. Uh, this one's from Michael Corn.
4: Hey, hey, it's Mike Corn here. Uh, listen to both mailbag guests. F- this weekend. Uh love the callers. Uh, I agree with uh, Auntie about this being The Chicago Bullshitters, it's the same shit as last year. Uh, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Uh, we saw uh, um, Kate Cunningham, and then before that, uh, SAG. Uh, they just, the Bulls couldn't contest either, and they couldn't play. Uh, they couldn't defend against either. Um I'm not sure what's going to take the Bulls to turn it around, but man, they seem really lost. Uh, they seem lost out there. I like Javon Carter, but he seems lost. I just don't. is there, do they, two questions I have, do they have any kind of game plan in your estimation? Um, and uh, secondly, um, uh, I forgot what actually my second question was. Sorry about that. But anyway, oh, actually, remember, uh, What are the, at this point, what would you cite are the Bulls' strengths? Uh, I just like, uh, at this point, that they could actually find something positive and build upon. Uh, But anyway, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Thanks. Shout out to Michael
0: Korn. So, your two questions. do the Chicago Bulls have a game plan? I'm sure they had a game plan. Is it, was it a good game plan? No. Did they execute the game plan well? It doesn't seem like it, right? But maybe the game plan was just chi- was just Cheeks, right? That's a complete possibility in this as well. So at the end of the day, yes, I'm sure they had a game plan. I don't think any team comes in, even the worst teams, and don't have a game plan. But the fact of the matter is, when you're facing off against a coach, there are any coaches that are better than you at the X's and O's, your game plan can look like Dukey. And that's what we're seeing from the Chicago Bulls. The game plan, if there is one, has looked like Duke. That just is what it is. Right. And then, as far as what are the bull strengths, I have no idea, Michael Korn. Shooting definitely isn't one of them. Defense hasn't consistently been one of them. Right. Depth, maybe that's one of our strengths. But again, you can have all the depth in the world. If you're not winning games, how deep really are you? Right. So I don't, I have no idea what the bull strengths are right now. I, I wish I can come out here and give you one. If anyone is that we should be able to have more balance. Right. We should be able to do that. But at the end of the day, I, I, even if I said, like, the bench, the bench unit is, is played pretty strongly. But how strong is it? I, I I don't know what the Bulls' strengths are right now. We need to identify that. Hell, we don't even have an identity yet as a team for the third year in a row. That sucks. So, hey, listen, I hate to be the Debbie Downer on this one, Michael Corn. You know, I usually try to see the glass half full. But this so far has sucked for the Chicago Bulls. Let's hope that we can turn it around. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from 8Lives. Way be, like, on the positive side with the players, but I gotta admit, man. I've been riding with
2: Boots this whole time, but Boots looks slow and old out there, bro. Um, Prime example: the way the Detroit Pistons was just jumping up, over, and grabbing those offensive rebounds. I'm not blaming Boots for none of that. I'm just saying he looks old. He looks old. He misses a lot of close to the basket shots. We've seen him do this before, and then come back. I'm just, I'm just going off what I see. I could see that once, um, Kobe made that pass. since he was trying to make a pass to, um, Boosh. And it met, and he uh, and it was a turnover. After that, Zach stopped playing point guard in this game. Kobe looked at it a little he didn't he didn't play the same game that he played two days, um, two games before. I would I, I would try Drummond and Craig in the starting lineup as a coach. Even if it's just to piss uh off and get him to play better. He has to make a move like that. We need to see a different lineup. I need to see a different lineup starting. I just I would need to see that. I wanna see I would like to see Kobe, Dema, Zach, Drummond. And Craig, let me get the best players, man. Fuck all this. He's making he this much and all that. I don't care about all that technicality. Let me see this team start. They look young. They grabbing boys. I like the way drummer grab boys. I just want to see that. Other than that, I need um, the, the coach. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting them C red. The, the, the goddamn season ain't over. They can still bounce back. But we need to make some lineup changes, man. Just to see what it do. God damn. What type of prestige? Not like we. some type of prestigious team? We just got to stick with it. Man, fuck that. We need we need to get Drummond and Craig in the side lineup and let them play. Cause I don't think our miss that messed up. I just think we need to rotate these lineups to see what see what we can get. I ain't saying that's a full answer, but at least try, man. I like Craig and um, um goddamn Drummond energy. He, he
0: try Drummond and Craig out there. Listen, no spacing like I, and I get what you're saying, right? But spacing apps like we're already a team that that people are packing it in against, and I don't think having Drummond out there. Now, Torrey Craig, I think definitely can get in the starting lineup because he can space some. I mean, listen, I, I don't think that that um, Billy Donovan is going to bench uh, Vooch for De- uh, for De- uh, Drummond because, listen, Drummond also has his own issues. Yes, he does a lot more of the flashy and gritty work, and especially he does a lot of the things Vooch does not do, but he also doesn't do the things Vooch does well that that help this team kind of have a little bit more balance offensively. And again, like I said, much like with Shea's... Uh, I'm sorry, I think that was Cornelius' voicemail. I don't know if we see that drastic of a change quite yet, but one could definitely be coming down the pipeline. Uh let's get into the last voicemail. This one's from Marcus. Hey, what's
5: up, Hey? This is Marcus. Uh it's been a minute since I called in, but I wanted to chime in on the first couple games from the Bulls. And I, I don't even know what to say. Like I really don't know what to say. I tuned into your all your videos. I tuned in to especially your video your live after the game last night and I just I completely agree with everything you said and the way you got on the Bulls and, and just, just the hilariousness that you was able to get on them. But besides that, this Bulls team, I don't even know what to say. No, we are literally seeing the same things that we saw last season. And it's crazy. And the thing is, is that they promised us so much that they improved the roster, that they got better, that they ad- addressed the things that they, um, that, that was the problem from last season. And it's still the same shit. It's still the same thing. And it is irritating as a Bulls fan because I literally pay for cable just to watch the Bulls. And it's like, I can't even enjoy the games when we're not playing the best basketball that we can. It's terrible. If you look at the difference from these last three games, in the first game, we saw a ball movement. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a perfect game. I'm not going to try to say that we, those shots that we took was, was, uh, you know, they was bad shots. Those shots that we took was good shots. We just couldn't hit them. We was moving the ball. The ball was moving. They was trying to find new ways to score in that first game. We saw a little bit more aggressiveness, but going against a young athletic Oklahoma City team, you're not winning that with, with the, with the lineup that we got. We don't have that, that team to go against an OKC team like that, who, who was at an all time high this season. But last night, sat here and looked at last night, people talk about Patrick Williams and, the aggressiveness with Patrick Williams, the aggressiveness with, it's always aggressiveness with this team. And we didn't even give Patrick Williams the, the amount of looks that he got in the first game. He had eight points in the first game on 10 attempts. But last night, he only took three attempts. Zach Levine was carrying the Bulls, And it's like, we can't have consistency with the team. It's always a different style of play when we play basketball. It's never the same style of play. We got one person that. That's ISO on the ball. We got one person that wanna check up shot. We got Kobe White that shoots zero that hit zero uh points yesterday. It's like we can't have any consistency. And it's like I don't understand what is going on with this Bulls team because I know it's it, it goes all the way up to coaching, it goes all the way up to the the, the personnel on the team. It's everything and it, it's terrible as a Bulls fan. These are winnable games. The Pistons, they, they're a team that's up and coming, they're not a scrub. They're not squirrels by any means, but they're an up-and-coming team. And it's like,
0: these are – these. this is why. Completely agree with what most you said. This start of the season has sucked for the Bulls. And it's just not – it's a lot of the – they're doing it a little bit differently, but it's the same results. And I think that, that that's what makes it even more scary to me, is that when you are doing things differently, and I can tell from the, from the X's and O's, I can tell that they're trying to do things differently, but it's the same exact result. To me, that points to something needs to change with coaching or something needs to change with the roster. Um, if this continues. And so it, it's, it's been definitely a tough start to the season for the Chicago Bulls. They've looked like crap all up and down the roster. Uh, everybody has had their part. It's not even one of those things where we can say, hey, these three players are playing really good. Like, each one, throughout a game, there's been a player that's played good. Torrey Craig definitely shined in the first game. The three C's generally played pretty good in that second game. The third game for the Chicago Bulls, it was Zach Levine, right, and DeMar um, picking their spots. But, like, other than that, it's just – Everybody has shown their flashes of struggle so far this season. And let's hope that they can get it all together to to perform better. But right now, it's not looking good, man. And they haven't shown much reason to think they're going to be able to turn it around. So it's been a, it's been a tough start for sure. Um, you know, 79 games left in the season, more than enough games to turn it around. And let's hope rather that if it's the team figuring it out or if it's AK finally pulling the trigger on something, that we have a more clear direction by the end of this season. Let's hope so. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, gmail.com Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace.